Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode season six episode three that's right episode 603 ops but not the ops you think it is let's go yeah yeah ladies and gentlemen gentlemen and ladies welcome to another week another episode of the medicine ball podcast please take some time out to like subscribe share follow all of that good stuff you already know what it is today's episode is ops now i know i have used this acronym before but we're gonna use it again today but in a much different way I think it's important because there'll be more things coming with this whole ops situation. If you know, you know. But uh, let me start this off with a a story. And I think I've told this on, I want to say, maybe my first episode I've ever had. And uh, it's a story about playing high school football. And I went into, you know, a situation to where I was at this high school starting my freshman year. And long story short, where I was located, Gwinnett County, at that time, football was serious and all of that to say that just like the people who were on the team together, a majority of those guys had been playing with each other or were familiar with each other all the way back until like Jamboree age, which, you know, is like peewee types. So they already know each other. They have a familiarity with each other. Right. And so I get on the football team and you know, again, I spoke to this on, a, uh, on one of my very first episodes, but it's uh, I'm putting a situation. Well, first thing, let me say this. I've played football previously, but, you know, before you get to high school, it's just kind of like organized through a park or something of that nature. And I know in today's day and age is much more serious and much more, you know, visible to the public, even the peewees. They have, you know, TV shows and things of that nature. But at that time, 
it wasn't like that. So when I get to high school, the very first thing that I realize is that like, yo, there's a playbook, right? And there's actually things that you have to do. And furthermore, depending on what position you want to play, which of course now at an older age, I kind of, it makes sense. I realize it, but depending on what position you play, like you have to have some type of intelligence or smarts, right? And I think a lot of times because f football is so physical, it's real easy especially if you don't know any better to like understand that like man when they say i give you something simple on offense because that's where i'm going with this if they they might say something in high school right it'd be like a dive 22 v formation right so a dive is probably like the play which is going to be the, the the running back running off of the center in between the center and the guard and i'm just giving y'all a little something because it could get complicated especially if you don't know any better right so that could be that. But depending on what the number is, the first number might be, again, the blocking action. So if it's dive 22, the first two might be for, I don't know, one of the guards to pull, which means that when the ball snap, you don't go for it and block nobody. You have to take a step back, run pretty much behind your offensive lineman to block on the other side. And the second number, 22, is either, you know, usually it's even numbers or right, odd numbers are left. Right. So let me flip it before I get into this. So even on defense. Right. They might call something like if you're a linebacker, you know what I mean, which I had the, the pleasure of playing, but it wasn't for me. I ended up moving to the line because like those coverages and things that they have to realize before the play is it, crazy. They might call Panther Panther. So even if you're on a defensive line, he might say Panther V set two. Right. He just told the defensive lineman, the guys in front of him, Panther, that means, all right, cool. We're going to crash to the right of the line. We're going to go to the right. V set two. He might be talking to one of the safeties and telling them to drop in or out of coverage or to blitz. So it gets very complicated. So all of that to say, when I got to this high school uh, football situation, I was pretty athletic and pretty big. So I got input into some positions that there were people who played longer and had more of a knowledge on this type of stuff. Because, again, and, and that also plays a factor. Let me say this as well. Depending on how big, like, you know, um, amateur football is in your area, you might be running plays probably in middle school. I mean, I mean, nowadays it's probably younger than that. But like back at that time, these guys knew what the blocks were and what everything was. Right. So because I was athletic, I got put into some situations. And very early on, I had to realize to take the playbook serious because I would make mistakes, not necessarily due to skill or effort, but because I wasn't 100% sure what to do in football so fast. If you don't know what you're doing by the time that ball is height, good luck. You know what I mean? Unless you Ray Lewis or a ball hawk or something like that. So long story short, I ended up on the offensive line, right? And, you know, it was a dive or a, a, a sweep. It was actually a complicated play, right? But anyway, long story short, I missed the block and the running back gets crushed in the backfield. Absolutely crushed. Shout out to Leon Alexander. He wasn't the biggest guy, but pound for pound, he was our best tackler pound for pound. He had the most heart, but he wasn't that big, but he got crushed. And my coach got so mad, he threw his hat down. He, lit, he, he, he lined the play back up, right? But there was no offensive line. So for those who don't understand, like the people who were blocking, everybody was there, the wide receivers, the quarterback, but the offensive line. And instead of Leon playing running back, my coach get, put me in at running back and gave me the ball. Y'all see where I'm going with this. So long story short, I, I, he's about to call a play. There's no offensive line and I'm about to get crushed. Now, I, I thought quick enough. I ain't even going to lie to y'all. 
I thought quick enough on my feet in that situation to kind of absorb the impact and fall backward at the same time because I got crushed. And I understood it, but I didn't understand it to the point I understand it now. And the reason I'm telling that story is because it's situations like that that allow me to be the person that I am today. And what he was trying to explain to me is, uh, or what he was trying to, you know, convey in that situation was putting myself in somebody else's shoes. He wanted me to feel how that running back felt when one of his people didn't block and he get crushed in the backfield with Shador Sanders. I hope they're doing that in the Colorado Buffaloes uh, practices. But anyway, he wanted me to feel how that felt. And, you know, and even in that, he he was wise in, in a way, you know what I'm saying? It sounds cruel and it was kind of cruel, but he was wise in a way because like that was able to get me to understand more than him just yelling or cursing at me or making me run or do something like that. And even from that, like those offensive line guys, when as I was playing through high school, I played 10th grade year, set out a majority of the 11th grade year. And even by the time I was in t- senior year and playing back, it was the same guys and the camaraderie that we had. You know, and I think I might have been the only black guy who was on the offensive line at that point. But the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the understanding. And that's what we're talking about today on OPS. But it's funny. So OPS stands for old people stuff. It's not really stuff, but y'all get me. You know what I mean? I'm trying to keep my monetization. Old people stuff. How did OPS come up? Where is OPS from? Well, if you go back and listen to some of my other episodes, and for those who know me, know that me and my father got a very, very interesting um, relationship. And it's not even, it's, it's not until now where, you know, I'm away from him longer and so forth and so on that I, I, I'm, and that's the other, sometimes when you dealing with these relationships, especially when it comes to us dealing with our parents or trying to get some kind of healing or, you know, understanding It can be a lifelong process because by far I have been saying for years that I just don't resent or have that feeling towards my father like I used to because of some of the things that I've been through. But, you know, even as I came home this time to visit and I'm moving around that. Well, let's get into it. Right. So that's what it cultivates from ops, old people stuff. It It started with me and my father and our dealing with each other and to be honest for me it just started as like a a way to deal with it a coping mechanism a way to get another emotion other than angry and I had to say that because I started realizing that like he does a lot of older stuff bro and I got stories for days and I'm probably going to do a spinoff but the first thing I want to say is when it comes to empathy it's like crucial right first of all the biblical sense of it you 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 know what I mean like a lot of things that we subscribe to today and a lot of ways that we feel are completely selfish you know they're unempathetic and a lot of people you know don't even know the difference between sympathy and empathy they think that they're the same thing when it comes to personal growth and self-development You have to be able to understand empathy because, number one, regardless of how you feel, like I I get annoyed when people say, yo, I'm just not going to deal with nobody or I'll just stay away from everybody. Right. When it comes to, you know, maybe their personality or how they communicate and whatnot. And it's like it's just not realistic. 
right? Unless you're going to go live in the woods somewhere or under a cave or something of that nature, or you don't need to pay no bills or something of that nature. It like, don't have no kit, don't nothing. Like you're going to have to communicate with another human being at one point or another. You're going to get feelings at one point or another. You're going to be vulnerable at one point or another. And a majority of people have this desire to want to be in charge of their own financial stability and income. And, you know, it goes without saying, like, even if it's something that's solitary, you're going to have to deal with somebody. You can't generate everything yourself. So that, that that's the first thing. Empathy is just required and it's hard. And it also requires a lot of ego loss, which depending on how you're looking at it, depending on if you're in the peanut gallery or not with the when it comes to medicine ball, you know what I mean? Ego loss might not always be a bad thing. Learning to be humble, learning to be quiet, learning to accept someone who might be upset. And, and you need to be able to do that because all of this is about ways to mentally get through situations and circumstances in a righteous way that's going to have the least amount of stress or resistance or trauma. Okay. When I talk to anybody, you know what I mean? A majority of people, black, white, whatever, whatever. And sooner or later, it comes up. And especially in the African-American community that the trauma before we can get into dealing with exes and, you know what I mean, uh, other people and all of that, a majority of our trauma issues and resentment and grudges come from our parents. And I know I said in my community, and I'm just I, I said that because, you know, I'm black, but like you could you could just you could darn near watch a movie on Netflix and you could see this whole idea of people going through something when they were younger with their parents and the damage that it can take because subconsciously they're trying to get their parents back and things of that nature. And I can't remember what movie it was I saw. Um, and it's little things like this that stick out to me that helped me to practice this, where the guy said, he was talking about his father and he was like, I hurt myself. I spent a long time hurting myself trying to hurt him. And he was talking about his father and I was like, yo, that's deep. Right. And the reason why I'm getting into this before I go into the ops, the old people stuff is when it comes to empathy, understanding, communication, how you I mean, it's just it's just a factual. You know what I mean? Your parents are instrumental in that in some form or another. Right. And we all have something that. And me personally, I'm not a parent. Right. But I, I think, you know, God, if God blesses me to be, you know, a human parent, because I'm a dog parent as he licks my feet, don't do that. big guy. Um, I just don't understand how people sometimes are parents and are so hard on their parents. And again, you know, I know it's a compilation of my gifts, my research and the things that I ask myself. But I did start to have to realize that your parents are just trying. They're not perfect. And no matter what we say, when we hold our parents to unreasonable uh, standards, right, and, and we're not really fair with how they treated us, and then even, and I'm speaking to myself, even when we get older and we're really subconsciously wanting an apology or an acknowledgement for something as we get older, that, and I'm going to get into this, your parent might not even remember at that point, and we just ride it. And we don't realize, like, before you can even start into forgiving yourself and forgiving others, a majority of us have to show some empathy towards our parents. Now, for me, as my parents get older, and unfortunately, in some circumstances, have health issues, it, it, it's heartbreaking. And now, 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 mind you, 
I still get annoyed. I still get upset. You feel what I'm saying? It's still things that, that, that I can handle better when it comes to my parents. But first of all, you know, the Bible says it, right? Spiritual aspect. Y'all know me. But the thing is, like, I, I start, it's kind of heartbreaking because I start realizing, like, yo, your parents are finite. They're not superheroes. You feel me? They're not going to be here forever. And this whole kind of idea really started from my relationship with my grandmother. Now, mind you, I adored my grandmother so much that I would never call her ops. But I remember going to see her at the home. And and I want y'all to understand the reason why I'm talking about ops and speaking specifically about my parents is because sometimes a way for us to practice empathy is right around us with the loved ones we have. And to be honest, older people, like I'm talking elderly to the age where you start regressing back into a child, I feel like that's an awesome place to start. That's why I really excelled at my previous job, which was dealing with all people over 62. Uh, being around my grandmother and being in these centers and seeing people who I normally probably wouldn't associate with or probably wouldn't who I would think wouldn't associate with a black person saying things when I'm leaving my grandmother like hey will you be my grandson or grandchild too and it just really started to cultivate from spending time with her and applying over to my father and again we got this unrealistic view of our parents and you got to keep it real and again if you went through something traumatic or you were harmed or you know um assaulted in any type of way that's a different situation but a majority of us it's not that serious right so I remember really understanding and really starting to have this ops mindset because it was a lot going on at the time man I really thought that my father was trying to make life difficult for me in fact he had verbally said that so we were at this point and in retrospect he wasn't there but I was at this point where it was a battle it was a war in between us and Granted, some things I know he did do just to be aggravating, but it was just at a really childish point. Let me give you an example. Like, so I don't know what happened with the design of my house, man, but there's this door downstairs to the downstairs bathroom. Y'all know what I'm talking about, the little downstairs bathrooms that you have. And it's a walkway, right? And on the left side, it's like the bathroom. You walk down a little bit more. There's a door that enters in the garage. And if you keep going straight, you'll enter to the main room, right? On the right side, there's the room that y'all never go in that we got, I got all dressed up and spiffy. There's another room with a big oak dining table for when my sisters and everything come in. But I'm just trying to let y'all understand the vision here, right? The door on that bathroom, if it's late at night, man, and you... The kitchen is downstairs, so the rooms are upstairs. You coming downstairs, it's late. It's no lamps or lights on, and you just come walking, and you can't see, and that bathroom door is open, you're going to run into that door. And, man, I'm talking like cartoon character running. Matter of fact, let me build on this. It, it was this kind of stuff. Now, I realize now, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like this is where I was at with it, man. One time... <laughs> I was going outside, right? And it's downstairs. You go out my back door and I've had a deck built and it's like a little area where there's a fire pit and all that, so forth, so on, right? And I realize now that my man trying to stay active, he's watching his friends around him die and have problems and issues. I'm gonna get to that in a minute, but long story short, with that being said, like this man just left everything out there one day laying on the ground now, right? And 
even with that, one day I went out there to walk my dog or something, didn't hit the light switch or the light sensor wasn't on. And long story short, man, I stepped on a rake. And it was like the cartoons, bro. It was like I stepped on the, on the I don't know how to explain it, the rakey part. And it wasn't one of those plastic rakes. It was one of those metal kind of rake joints. Stepped on the metal part, that joint flew up and hit me in the face. Bro, I remember getting so mad. I think I snapped the stick in half and threw it over into a ditch and so forth and so on. So it, it gets it, it gets worse because so I would do little stuff. Now, mind you, this was years ago. Right. And it's still funny, but it's just like this wasn't the way to handle it. So I don't know if y'all know about those little like they're, they're called runners. Right. That's the adult word. See, I, once you get houses and stuff, you start learning. They're called runners. So it could be a rug. But if you know, you know, they had these plastic ones. And the plastic ones could go on carpet, right? So in order for them to go on carpet and not be sliding around, they have these little spikes on the bottom of it, right? So if somebody, yo, bro, I used to <clears throat> I used to flip them joints over and leave my door open. And this is when I was younger, and know that he was gonna have to walk over him and just listen out for him to go, ah, ah, ah. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't the mature way to deal with it, but it was just, it was just ops, man. My dad has this thing where he likes to cook his boiled eggs, and I would come wake up in the morning and just smell and like sulfur, like boiled raw egg. That's what it smelled like. And just like, why did he do this? You know what I'm saying? Little stuff was starting to annoy me, bro. Like he would move something around or he's going to another op story right now to this day. Right. Now, mind you, I was down in Florida. <laughs> Ops, bro. I was down in Florida. And, you know, at this point, I am maturing and realizing that he needs me and I'm actually helping him. There's certain stuff he can't do or lift. And even with his mental health, which I'm going to touch on in a second, but just like I got cameras set up. Because it was when I went on the Oregon trip like a year or so ago and I was gone for a couple of months. Because that's the thing. I didn't take the time to try to understand my dad. And I wanted him to express his love for me in a certain way that just wasn't his style. So I think I mentioned that I might can count on one hand amount of times I've actually heard my dad say I love you. But he would do little stuff. He would be calling me and just be wanting to talk. And I've seen him do this with my sisters. But I'm thinking they're, they're girls. You know, that's their dad, whatever, whatever. But like, I even with that, I was like, what's up? And I started trying to understand, like, man, this dude misses me. This is not purposeful. This is how he expresses himself, right? So even with the Oregon trip, bro, I came back from that trip. I told y'all about it. My man cut down 10 trees. Uh, I went down to Florida recently, and of course, with him being older now, and this is just an example, this one right here. This isn't something that I used to do, but it's just like an example to this day. It's old people-ish, old people stuff, bro. Now I'm down in Florida. I got the camera set up. You know what I mean? I got nice stuff in, in my house back here in Georgia. Long story short, it's like 1030. And my alarm downstairs get triggered. So, you know, it, it's the future. Everybody got, you know, the alarm systems with the camera and whatnot. So I politely go look at my camera. All I see is a white blur running from my outside patio door into my house, like through my kitchen. And I was like, what the hell is going on? So I'm yelling at this point. I'm like, bro, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? I said some things I ain't going to repeat here. And... I immediately jump into motion and I, you know, I hit my neighbor. I call my sister. I, I da, 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 da. Man, tell me why this dude was in his robe. And I guess he went to go take the garbage can out or garbage out and forgot he set the alarm. So by the time I looked at it, the blur that I'm seeing, the white blur running across my screen is this man in his robe trying to get back to the keypad in time. And even in that situation, I could look at him on the camera and tell my man was embarrassed. 
You feel what I'm saying? Um, man, listen, while I'm filming this, man, and I just got so many stories, and I want y'all to understand how I'm kind of chopping it up and how it goes from annoyance to understanding, right? So my father, his girlfriend, she's an older lady as well. You know, he's 70 plus, so she's older as well. She works with the church where they're always getting donations. So I guess after the donations have been at the church too long and even they don't want them or they're expired, she gets some of them. And my father, you know what I'm saying? He still got a bachelor mindset. He be bringing this stuff to the crib, like, right? And I know my dad, he's kind of like a showsman. So he might say something like, yeah, I bought the groceries this time and I'm knowing what's going on, right? Very early on, I remember vividly this man acting like this might have been before I knew he was consistently getting the stuff. And I'm not knocking it, but like, bro, it was donated to the church and the church is now getting rid of it. So I might have not understood the story, but long story short, he showed up one day with a bunch of like premium items that, you know what I mean? Like it was like some Starbucks uh, frozen cappuccinos. It was some of those individual like slices of cake from the bakery. It was some uh, bags of just like little chips and stuff, right? But there were indications that something wasn't right because then he would just bring like a giant bag of lettuce that he's not going to eat. You know what I'm saying? Knowing I ain't going to eat it because he knows I'm plant-based. That looks like it was for a school system or something or a giant bag of school mozzarella cheese. So there was indications. And to be honest, in a majority of these stories, if I just like, and again, it ties in with me like still having an admiration and wanting to be loved and accepted by my fathers, which I know he loves me, but... It's just like certain situations where I know I shouldn't be listening to him. I will anyway. And it leaves me stuff. So anyway, all of that to say, I seen that, but man, I remember this vividly because I don't even really drink coffee. You know what I mean? But you know, a refrigerated cappuccino that he said, free bands, why not try one? You know what I'm saying? Man, I went and just went to chug the coffee and I shook it up first. And there's like chunks of something that was in it that I'm feeling in my mouth as I want to drink it. So I immediately spit it out. And you know me, I go look at the expiration date. Now, mind you, even him with the expiration dates, he has stuff that he will write an expiration date on in big, bold letters, right? And it's visible. And it'll still be sitting in a cabinet. But the expiration date was a year ago, right? So I'm knowing this. But anyway, so I look at the expiration date on this coffee. It's expired. Let's fast forward. Now, this has been going on for like a multitude, a multiple years now, right? And I've wisened up to the fact where if I'm not being mentally lazy, if I'm not holding everybody else, right? If I just take accountability for the things that I'm aware of and knowledgeable of, I could have avoided it. But it's gotten to the point now where when he come through with it, I don't care what he say. Because my dad, slick, he'll say he bought it. Like, he just an old school hustler, bro. He'll say he bought that joint knowing he did. I don't care what he say. I'm individually checking everything, right? Today, he caught me slipping. And it's just so funny because I wanted to come back up here, but I got the story because it's fresh. And mind y'all, I'm going to do a series because y'all, it is so many stories of just ops, which is really just funny stuff my dad does. And I mean, he's older, but it's just hilarious. Furthermore, him and mom, but man, bro, he done lost my dog. Just, I got a whole bunch of stories. I got a story about how he went out back in my backyard and lost my dog. But anyway, fast forward. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go back to Florida and even with my mom and I use my father because men have this thing where they're not going to admit they're wrong or like embarrass the situations, you know, and I got to imagine, especially for your son, you're not just going to be aware of it. You're going to keep going. Right. So, um, 
even with my mom though, like I said, my parents, I'm realizing they're older and I'm just doing things and I'm understanding even now more so with me doing this thing where I'm really traveling around and moving and gone for extended period of times when I am the rock and I don't need nobody to tell me that. I know what my responsibilities are. I am the rock and the person who gets ish done in a majority of reasons, uh, of situations, right? So all of that to say, I'm understanding that, you know, my dad wanted to work on my car, et cetera, et cetera. It's all him trying to bond. So anyway, all of that to say, where am I going with this expired grocery? Trust me, bro. This way. I come downstairs, you know what I'm saying? This man pulls up. He's like, yo, don't spend no money on no groceries. I, I, I got some groceries for you, right? Now, even with that, like, I'm at the point now where it's just like I, I, I'm having to do little stuff that I can't vocalize to him. This man eating like a teenager. You feel what I'm saying? So I'm having to buy anything with nutritional value. You know what I'm saying? My dad is the type ops. If I buy DiGiorno's pizza, he'll eat the pizza and then replace it with a Walmart pizza. That's some off-brand stuff. Ops, this is who he is, right? So it's already a flag. This man to my he bought groceries. When I see the containers that they're in, I'm already knowing where it's coming from. It's coming from his girlfriend's church, right? The first, the first funny thing, which is ops, is just like, bro, it's literally some giant boxes of raisins, some of these little cups, cereal cups that, that people got. Now, I don't really drink milk like that, but just like, you know, the little cereal cups that you could just pour the milk straight into. It's a bag of grapes, which is already a flag. And it's in the bag. It's not cold or anything. It's a bag of apples. They're sealed. And then it's a couple of arbitrary, like, and mind you, like, you're not getting it from me, my man. I, I, I the root cause is he don't know how to tell his girl no. You know what I'm saying? This man got an extra freezer and all that. But we ain't going to get into that. But anyway, just some arbitrary, like, fruits and vegetables right around. So I, I understand that this don't have nothing to do with him trying to provide for me. This is him trying to, he love me. You know what I'm saying? He uh, Even though it's ops, like, bro, how is grocery shopping a box full of random snacks and stuff? But I get it. Go down and open the bag of apples, man. This is just a way to cap this whole thing off because I'm going to bring y'all more. But um, I look at the apple I expect it. Mind you, I'm familiar with the game now. You know what I'm saying? I'm more empathetic. Wipe it off, wash it off, feel around, feel no soft spots. I take the first bite. And even with the first bite, I took a small bite because I know where the source is. I know who I'm dealing with. Ops, right? It was good. The apple was straight. You know what I'm saying? It was firm, et cetera, et cetera. So the next bite, I go in hard. Y'all. Why did I bite into some type of worm or something in the apple and immediately have to spit that out? So, just like, what the? I had to remember who I'm dealing with. Now, a couple of years ago, when the way our relationship was, that would annoy me. That would get me upset. I would just, you know, really, in a lot of ways, the way where I was thinking, being too hard on my dad. But me knowing that I'm getting ready to go back for a while and how much I had to kind of, like, help him without him knowing I'm helping him, bro. I got I got tons of stories for y'all in the ops because he, you know what I'm saying? And I know he, I think he's proud of me. He wants to show me so much that he is the dad, you know what I mean? But I get, like, he can't even do it. Like, bro, even right now, my hot water heater, I had to just pay to order a circuit that goes up in the attic. Somehow all of this, I don't, I don't even think it's connected, but, man, a hot water heater is making a little whistle sound right now. And even last night, it was making a whistling sound, and the heater upstairs in my house don't work. But that ain't a reason for me to get upset. That's my dad trying to handle his business. And to be honest, whether it works or not, I'm at a point where I'm just happy he moving around and active and of his right mind. It's ops. 
old people stuff. And especially when it comes with, to your parents, because that's the thing, guys, like a lot of our healing, hurt and issues are unresolved trauma and issues that we have with our parents. And I'm going to tell you, just like I told my mother, and that rings true. If you're older and your parents are getting older, it, it would it would behoove you to either address what resentment or any issues you have or let it go. Because in my situation, my father, like I said, I had to take time out to kind of get to know him. He was in the Vietnam War with the whole platoon. I'm pretty sure. And now it's not even a pretty sure. I've confirmed it this time. He's killed people. I ain't had to kill nobody. I don't know what that does to you in that type of situation. I did a little bit more digging and research on my family and found out, man, they tried to split him and my uncle and aunt up to where he was about to get adopted and on a bus and my uncle had to come get him off the bus. I don't know what that does to your mental mindset. I just recently, last night, heard this man speak about his father and, you know, he just expressed to me how he only hung out with his dad twice and how at one point he found out his dad was literally living right up the street and it never came to, to see him. And even the situation of us being together, ride home in the car was something that was a little annoying. It was to help my brother, but I could hear the hurt in his voice. And it just makes me love him so much that a lot of the things that used to get me annoyed, they might be valid, but I'm able to look at them differently because of the empathy. Because right after that, of course, when me and him are together, I always have to be their driver so he can drink a brew or whatever, you know. And he loves to backseat drive. So even after this story, this man goes into this explanation about how I should take a different route than the GPS to save time. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, ops, bro. Like, you really think that your little weak shortcut is going to outsmart a smart global positioning system. And then it's going to gripe on it. So you know what? I took the little way, added a little two extra minutes to crack the joke about it and kept it moving because I realized as well that these experiences, they're not going to be here forever. And there's going to come a point when I would give anything to be in the car, letting my dad talk trash to me about the GPS. So what I want y'all to do, and this may not be for you, this episode, you know what I mean? When it comes to dealing with our parents, right? Because that's what this is about. A lot of our traumas and our issues stem from unresolved things with our parents. And as we get older, I'm telling y'all, they brain get older. They're not even going to know by the time you really boil over and get upset and want to say something about it. Chances are they're going to be too old to even really comprehend and understand or remember it. You see what I mean? Show some empathy. Really look at that relationship if you have an issue. Now, like I said, if something happened where you were assaulted or something like that, I get it. But if not, bro, ops. Because all ops is is a way for me to trigger myself, to stop myself and make a situation that used to get me frustrated even a little bit funny so that I'm able to insert that empathy and understanding in there to keep situations from spiraling out of control. So, yeah, and I'm going to speak on my mom at a different time because she ops too. Miss want to tell me everything about an iPhone, but literally getting smoked when it comes to hopping in her car and transitioning from her Bluetooth uh, earbuds to her car. Man, that joint is undefeated against her. But like, what am I going to say? Ops, bro. And it's chuckling. It's funny, but it's like that ain't a reason to get annoyed. And it helps me to practice the empathy that's required to move forward. So, yeah, man, get some background on your parents. 
right? Before you get upset and judge them, why don't you go see what they had to go through? It may make you look at things from a different point of view. Furthermore, if you're a parent, I guarantee you, your kid is gonna, you know, have some unresolved things that he may have, he or she may have not liked how you dealt with them when they were younger. You're gonna want empathy in that situation. But we can't expect that type of empathy when we're not practicing it ourselves. This is a quick way to cultivate it because I got news for you. When people ask me about why, how I became so empathetic, I had to ask for it, cultivate it, and seek it. It wasn't something that was now some people, I don't know. I can't speak from somebody else. It might just be in you. But by definition, it's hard for something that has to do with somebody else to just be in you because we're selfish, right? So take this time, man. Your parents chiding you or you getting upset. Are you looking at something, man? I got a whole different part because me being down in Florida, you don't know how many times I watch these people pull right up to the park, no parking sign and park when there's clear, clearly a gigantic sign that says, hey, you over there, park over here. Then when the truck come through with the boat and be about to swipe their car, they mad at you. That ain't the time to chop them out. Ops. That's how I get through the day. All right. Yo, I hope this wasn't too all over the place for y'all. I'm still getting back in the mood and groove of things. I'm going to continue to bring you this content. I appreciate the support. Like, subscribe, share, follow. And remember, let's continue these discussions. I respond. Reach out to me. Tell me what you guys want to know when it comes to mental health, ways that I can respond and get you more information and knowledge. Until the next episode, I love y'all. Stay up. Thanks for spending time with me. Yeah, yeah.